0: So here I am, a little Nigerian girl in class, wearing clothes that people call daishikis, with the beaded cornrows and your mom coming into class with a head tie on her head. Of course, that just makes you the center of being bullied and picked on, not to mention your African last name. And so after I had my first child, It really made me just think about those experiences of low self-esteem and not fully embracing who I was. And so to make sure that didn't happen in my son, I wanted to create a company of movement about accepting who you are and not hiding your African identity, but celebrating it even in the midst of bullying.
1: Thank you for tuning in to IPU Podcast, a show about business owners, philanthropists, and influencers from the African diaspora. I'm your host, Jay Tessie. Thank you for tuning in to IPU Podcast. Welcome back. And for our first time listeners, we are happy to have you. We have another special guest in the building today. I'm really, really excited about this guest. I know I say that with every guest, but this girl right here, she is making moves, and she's just make changing lives. So without further ado, welcome to IPU, Dr. Irene Obika. How are you doing?
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's such a pleasure. I don't even know how you have time for me right now. I'm just grateful that you do because everything you're doing right now is amazing.
0: Well, thank you for reaching out to me. I'm very humbled and honored to have this opportunity. Really, thank you.
1: Trust me, the honor is all ours. But before we get into the interview, um, can you please tell our listeners a little bit about who Dr. Irene is, and then we'll get into the details.
0: Sure. Well, for starters, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, and I'm a mompreneur. So I am a dual-certified family nurse practitioner as well as a psychiatric nurse practitioner in the Dallas, Texas arena in America and what I do primarily is provide mental health services to children, adolescents, adults, as well as geriatric populations. I created a children's company called Chisum the Champ, and it's all about cultural identity, loving yourself, as well as being able to stand up for, against bullies. So that's just a, a small aspect of what I do on a
1: day-to-day basis. <laughs> a small aspect. Yeah. Definitely you are you wear a lot of hats. Um and you wear them well. Um so I know that you're you're definitely you're primarily concerned with the self-esteem and mental well-being of black people um from across the diaspora and you are very very active when it comes to bullying and that's how Chisholm was born, but we're going to touch base on that later on. What sparked that interest, though, initially?
0: So I'll give you a little context to my journey of self-love and self-esteem.
1: I'm a a first-generation
0: Nigerian-American. My parents migrated from Nigeria in the 1980s, and we found ourselves in New Orleans, Louisiana.
1: And anyone
0: who knows anything about New Orleans, Louisiana, especially during that time, um a lot of people black people in particularly have um, colorism issues the fairer you are the more beautiful you are the lighter you are the lighter your eyes are the more beautiful you are you know things along that line so here i am a little nigerian girl in class wearing clothes that people call Daishikis mm-hmm. with the beaded cornrows and your mom coming into class with a head tie on her head. <laughs> of course, that just makes you the center of being bullied and picked on, mm-hmm. not to mention your African last name. Mm-hmm. And so after I had my first child, it really made me just think about those experiences of low self-esteem and not fully embracing who I was. And so To make sure that didn't happen in my son, I wanted to create a company, of movement uh, about accepting who you are and not hiding your African identity, but celebrating it, even in the midst of bullying. So it's basically a, a real life story. My story, many African stories in America and around the diaspora.
1: Oh, my gosh. Definitely. I mean, everybody, every African can relate to that story for sure. And during that time that you were going through that, who did you have to go to for comfort? I
0: mean, I went to my siblings. There was about six of us.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So we, all,
0: we all had the same experiences. So mm-hmm. we would just kind of rally around each other and um, just learn more about our culture and trying to embrace it but it, it was a journey i'm not gonna say it was easy i'm just so glad that now it's in vogue to have cornrows have braids wear ankara listen to african music because when i was growing up that was an absolute no-no
1: <laughs> i hear you that was not cool you know if anything i feel like a lot of i know growing up a lot of africans kind of try to pass as jamaicans because they didn't want to be um Yeah, because being African wasn't cool back then. But Jamaicans Mm -hmm. were more acceptable in the community. So, like, you would find people changing their accent to sound more Jamaican. And it's really sad. So, I mean, what you're doing right now is life-changing for a lot of, especially our, I mean, the generation coming up after us. Yes. So you have your child. I mean, obviously, you went through it, and you noticed that there were very limited resources available for um combating bullying Mm -hmm. you thought about writing this book walk me through that process I mean we all think about all these cool things like man I wish I had this I wish I had that but a lot of times we don't act on it Mm -hmm. what pushed you what was your motivation I mean besides your son like what other motivation was behind you writing this book have you always been a writer
0: Well, I've always been more on the creative side. And I think in a lot of African families, especially in the U.S., that creativity really isn't nurtured in a child because creativity doesn't necessarily equate to monetary status or monetary gain. So that creative aspect of me was kind of quieted down with, oh, you need to go study something real. You need to go be a doctor. You need to go be a lawyer. You need to be an engineer. So that writer was always in me. My first book I wrote, at, I think I was about eight or nine.
1: Oh, wow. you
0: remember those composition books back in school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote a whole book using that composition book just about my life growing up. But, you know, unfortunately that aspect of me wasn't really nurtured, but I continued to um, write stories and compete in different writing contests and poetry contests. And I just grew as a writer.
1: Oh, wow. So even though you did listen to your parents, um, as far as you going to become a doctor, you never gave up on your passion. No, the passion was
0: always there, always there. And, you know, I'm not knocking... Having a professional degree or being a doctor or anything like that, mm-hmm. there's um, there is some substance in that. It is important to, you know, have income that can sustain your dreams and make your dreams come true. I'm not knocking that at all. But whatever passion is in you, it's bound to come out,
1: whether you're in your
0: 20s, 30s, 40s, or even your 80s. That's that's just my personal thoughts.
1: I truly agree with that. That's very true. Um, I mean, there's a reason why I feel like when God creates you, he puts that thing in you and it's up to you to let it out.
0: Yes. And there are certain life experiences that God allows to happen in your life. And that experience necessarily isn't for you. Mm -hmm. It's someone else something in this life. And I'm truly, truly passionate about that and believe that 100%.
1: I have to agree with you on that. So tell us about Chisholm the Champ, that character. How did you come up with it? I know your son inspired the character, but he's only 19 months old, so...
0: Uh, Yes, he is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What was the process with you creating that character?
0: So let me give you a little language history, okay? Okay. The word Chisholm is an Igbo word. Mm -hmm. Igbo is tribe in Nigeria, West Africa, which I originate from, my husband as well. And so, Piso means God is with me. And it's a unisex name, very common in Igbo land, used with girls and boys. And I wanted him to have a spiritually based Igbo name. So every time someone calls his name or he hears his name, it's like a blessing going out into the universe. Uh So I was very intentional in that name.
1: That's beautiful. Yes. And
0: his middle name is Emmanuel, which was my father's name. He's deceased.
1: And that happened.
0: God is with me as well. Right. And so my son's initials are CEO. That was very intentional because I wanted him to be the boss of his own life from a very young age in terms of professional aspirations, business aspirations, just, you know, things along that line. Mm -hmm. I wanted to imprint in his head, CEO, that's who you are from jump.
1: I like that. Yeah.
0: And so we get into the character, Chisome, who is a very happy uh, young boy. He's very culturally sound and grounded. He knows where he comes from. He loves who he is as an Igbo Nigerian boy growing up in America. But one day his self-esteem gets tested when he comes across Billy Bob, who's the school bully, Mm -hmm. who questions what his name means. He questions his authentic Nigerian um, outfit he wears it's called Isiagu. That's a very beautifully printed um, top that's usually identified in Evil land with being the chief or leader in your community. So Chisom is very proud of that. Remember, he has a CEO mentality. Right. (laughs) So he's happy with who he is. His swag is on point. He has confidence Mm -hmm. until this boy starts harassing him for who he is. And I don't want to give up the whole story. You have to get the book, follow the movement. But, I mean, Chisong finally finds the courage to stand up to his bully, hence the champ. That's what champions do, Mm -hmm. right? They Mm -hmm. stand up for themselves and others. So that's um, just a little snippet into the life of Chisholm the champ.
1: So I happen to know how Chisholm stood up to Billy, you know, Billy the, what is it? Billy Bob? Billy Bob. Yeah. Billy Bob the Bully, which honestly, that it is a children's book, but even adults can learn from this story because we yeah. meet so many Billy Bobs along the way from school to the professional world to, you know, so many places that we end up meeting these bullies and that story i know we were watching it with my son and like he was so fascinated with it and he was just like mommy who is this cheese from the champ i'm like yo dr irene is just creating this people uh characters that our kids can identify with and not only them even for me honestly i was all tuned in like oh my god what is he gonna do like
0: How did you feel just as a mother to be able to have your son identify with a brown character that looks like him and has the same life experience as him?
1: It made me really, really proud. I was so happy. Like, it was just one of those things. I mean, we always, we grew up watching cartoons that look nothing like us, have different backgrounds, barely can relate to anything that they're going through. So to have this character that is like, oh my God, you know, like we went through the same exact thing. It takes a lot to have a child have that much confidence in who they are and and also uh, share that pride with everyone around them. Because it's all about how you, my mom used to say, if you're not proud of who you are, nobody's ever going to respect you. You have to show that first. And then people will be like, oh, I wonder why she feels the way that she feels. And that kind of triggers our, an interest in, in, in your background. So, yeah, Chisholm definitely brings that out, and kudos to you.
0: Thank you. And you'll notice that in the Chisholm journey, Mm -hmm. because it is a journey, Mm -hmm. I'm writing several different books where Chisholm is the main character who's standing up for kids that necessarily don't have that Mm self-esteem and can't stand up for themselves. The second book is called Hadara's Hijab. And that's about um, a girl named Hadara Mm -hmm. who migrated from Sudan and she finds herself in the same sort of situation Chisom was once in, being bullied for her skin complexion, um, her religious attire, and just being different. So in that story, we see Chisom really standing up for Hadara. And I'm very proud of that story because it's so important for... Young boys to know the importance of standing up for people, but especially women mm-hmm. and young girls. Yeah, so I, I'm very excited about that project as well. It, it's out there. It's available on ChiefdomTheChamp.com as well as Amazon.com.
1: And I mean, the timing is just so perfect with everything that's going on in this country right now. Yes, we need those books more than ever. Uh, What has the response been so far? Oh, everyone
0: loves it. It's really all colors of people. It's just not an African story, a black story, a white story. It's a human story. I mean, everyone can relate to being bullied and Mm -hmm. feeling different at one point in time or another. I get a lot of um, emails from parents, again, of all shades, all colors, who are very thankful that I'm able to just be open and honest and share these kind of experiences with the world.
1: How did you market it initially?
0: So, Melanin Origins is my publisher. Mm-hmm. They are out of Texas as well. Okay. And they're very known for uh, writing children's books. So, I partnered with them as far as marketing is concerned, with me being um, a nurse practitioner. I already get a lot of schools and principals that want me to come and talk to their mm-hmm. students about higher education, self-esteem, just a various different topics. And of course, my local community, I got the word out with friends and family
1: and social media, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that yeah. that definitely helped you. Um, where, I mean, you mentioned that Chisholm is, is, he's on a journey, so it's going to be different books coming out i know you're working you have a youtube channel and you have like mini series tell us about that how's the future looking for that project itself
0: yeah so right now you can follow us at chisong tv on youtube and that channel is basically to give people a snippet of each book and where the series is going. For example, Chiefs on the Champ," the first uh, book in the series, the snippet is about three minutes and it just gives a quick highlight of what's in the book. The second cartoon that's up there is called the ABCs of Self-Esteem. And what that is is a set of daily affirmation flashcards that I created for young, diverse people to be able to look at on a daily basis to improve their self-esteem. For example, the letter A I have for attractive, and on the card is an image of a young girl who in mainstream media will not be seen as attractive, Mm -hmm. but they really do have young girls that look like this and that need to see a positive image of themselves reflected and associated with a positive word. And so with these cards, the point is for the child to look at this every day, constantly to remind themselves about how positive they truly are as well as picking up your vocabulary too Dep- yeah yeah so cheese on the champ is it's an edutainment company we only we not only educate you we try and entertain you at the same time
1: and those flashcards are also available on amazon right no they're on cheeseonthechamp.com oh okay Get them directly from me
0: i just sent a uh Uh, quite a large order out to a psychiatrist in Atlanta who actually is using it on her um, young patients who struggle with self-esteem issues. So it's a great tool to use in therapy as well.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Self-esteem. I mean, starting from such a young age, I feel like it definitely makes a difference. You can see a child that's been told you're beautiful you're smart you're important you know versus a, a child that never hears those words you can definitely see the difference so those flashcards i'm gonna have to order me some those are really nice yeah where do you see Chisum the brand going in the future outside of youtube outside of the books what is the bigger picture here what what's our goal
0: My ultimate goal is to have Chiefs on the Champ as routine Saturday morning education and entertainment for children all over the world. I can remember being that little girl growing up in New Orleans, Louisiana, waking up early in the morning, trying to watch all the cartoons I could just to kind of start my weekend off right. Mm -hmm. But as you mentioned earlier, in watching those cartoons, I never saw anyone that looked like me or any of my siblings. And so with the rise of African culture and this African fusion going on in our society, I think it's important that young kids are exposed to our culture and our identity through the eyes of real African people and not what the media wants to portray being African
1: as. Definitely. I Yeah, definitely. And the right person to do it is is mm mm-hmm. And do you see that happening in the near future or is that something like five years down the line? I mean, if there's anyone watching out there or listening out there that can
0: get this on and popping in three months, please hit me <laughs> <it> up. <She's laughs> the champ.com Email me.
1: Speak it into existence, girl. You never know who's tuning in.
0: Yes, we need to give Disney a run for their money.
1: I know. I I mean, now that you, you say something about the cartoons, like not having somebody that looks like us, I feel like the only cartoon I remember was Proud Family is the only one that I represented us. And it really, I mean, it represented black people, but not Africans mm-hmm. specifically. So do you think the Wakanda movement has helped you in any way?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. More people are um, definitely reaching out, trying to learn more about um, Nigerian culture. And I must add that in these series of books, it's not primarily just talking about bullying and self-esteem. It's also giving a history lesson. Because in each story, I make sure to talk about, um, just briefly a little bit about the culture identified in each book. Like with Nigerian culture, I talk about the jollof rise, how we love soccer, (laughs) how we love, you know, the way we dress and all that stuff. And I do the same thing with Hadara's hijab and talking about Sudan and what they go through and that sort of thing. So the children are learning about culture, language, as well as self-esteem. Well, it's really a great educational tool as well. I, I keep saying that because my goal is to educate kids, just not keep them laughing. But right. education is so important.
1: It is important, and and you're you're doing it in a fun way where it's like they don't feel like they're just sitting there in classroom learning. You're actually making it fun, which mm-hmm. is it, it's not easy to do. So, Chisholm the Champ is. Everything. I'm really excited about this character. Like, <laughs> I can't wait to see what the future holds for it. And if anybody's listening, like my girl said, please hit her up for that cartoon. We need it. The girl, uh, our kids need it. The world needs it.
0: Yeah. And even if your child is struggling with depression, low self esteem, just any mental health um, disability in the state of Texas i am accessible you can go to PrivyOasis.com. i'm seeing patients i see children i do therapy with kids i i truly help them along their journey of self love and self actualization
1: com. and you're you're just now you said you open up your your practice right you're Yes, I do
0: have a practice, and i partnered up with uh, Privy Oasis, which is a thriving practice in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We see patients using um, telehealth modalities. Basically, we can see you using Skype or FaceTime. So you can see patients. We see patients through the comfort of their own home.
1: Has that made things a lot easier? Because, you know, therapy hasn't always been... Uh, very welcomed in our community so Mm -hmm. making it virtually accessible do you feel like people are more open to it than actually feeling like you're in a therapist's office laying on the couch you know that whole thing that they paint yeah do you think that that's made a difference
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a big stigma attached to seeking mental health treatment. Mm So people don't even want to be seen walking into a doctor's doctor's office, talk less of a therapist's office. Right. So if you use telehealth platforms, you can do that in the comfort of your dorm room. You can do that in the backseat of your car. You can do that at home. We want to make um, all of our clients as comfortable as possible and make it accessible to everyone.
1: What are other projects Are you, I mean, I know you're, you're really active in your community and you said you're licensed in, Dallas, in Texas and Arizona. So anybody in Arizona can also reach out to you, right?
0: Yeah, they could just email me at chiefonthechamp at gmail.com. I'm always available for consultations and we can take it further. Chiefonthechamp at gmail.com. That's my email. I'm uh, I'm I answer emails all night long actually (laughs) I get little to no sleep but it's all in love
1: oh my god that was was gonna be my next question how do you juggle this stuff you're a new mom you just open up your new practice you have Chisholm the champ the company to run how does Irene balance all of that you make (laughs) us feel you know like I'm like dang
0: I get my weekly massages on Thursday evening. (laughs) I do indulge in that, but self, self, um,
1: care,
0: self care. That's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Self care Mm -hmm. is very important. I do my massages. I do my prayer time. I spend time with my family. I love laughing, reading. It's very important to have work life balance for sure. And I'll talk more about work-life balance on um, this platform called StyleRave. Rave. Style Rave is an online fashion magazine that's taking the world by storm. I don't know if you've ever been on StyleRave.com yet, but you need to go. It's like the new vogue of Africa. Very stylish clothes, very stylish um, music, just... Everything African culture and fashion, they merge together. And what I'll be doing, I'm so happy that they approached me, of all people,
1: to talk about
0: how mental health can be stylish, too.
1: What do you mean, of all people? You're like the perfect person for that. Yes,
0: I know. (laughs) So I'll, I'll give tips on why mental health is stylish and in vogue and fashionable. So kudos to Stylerave.com. I'm just so proud of what they're doing and breaking the stigma of mental health in African communities. Kudos, Stylerave. So check me out there too. It should be happening soon. I I can't
1: wait. And it's Stylerave.com? Yes. That's what's up. I I haven't heard of it until today, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Please do.
0: They're on Instagram. I I follow them now for
1: sure. Oh, yeah? Yes. I'm about to check them out. StyleRev.com, people. Check them out. Support your people. I'm all about yes. supporting our own. Um, I mean, you're over here changing lives, and I feel like you're doing your part as a member of society. Mental health is definitely a major, major. I mean, I've had an episode just about mental health. My sister's also a therapist. So we do talk about mental health in the African community, how that's not... its The stigma is still there. Our parents... I feel like... I asked her this question, so I'm going to ask you too. For our generation, we're more open to it. We understand it. But our parents... It's almost like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like you become too Americanized. What is this therapy thing that you're talking about? Do you feel like there's hope for them to really understand how important it is? Or is it just a lost cause at this point?
0: I mean, believe it or not, I think that in Africa, if you look back at African civilization, Mm -hmm. they were doing therapy. They just didn't call it that. right? The elders giving advice, just giving advice and guidance. I mean, that's what therapy is. Mm -hmm. So the way that um, we view therapy in the westernized American sense is a lot different from how they view therapy and they don't label it therapy so to speak but to me it is therapy it's one of the same
1: so it's the label you feel like is the issue it's not really the the practice of it is the label that they have a problem with no because you're right yeah like i think we're very communal so we, they always get together if a marriage is falling apart people will go there to talk to the couple and all of that so in a sense you're right Mm -hmm. definitely
0: Hmm. yeah that's called marriage therapy to me (laughs) right
1: (laughs) you just don't have the license
0: exactly
1: how can people access your products I know you've mentioned a few places but how can people access your products how can they get in touch with you what's Mm -hmm. your social media platform
0: so all the major bookstores were in Barnes and Nobles were there for sure Amazon.com were there for sure the cheese on the champ.com. That's where I get all the money directly. There is no middleman. <laughs> so the best way to support me is getting my products through cheese on the C-H-I-S-O-M-T-H-E-C-H-A-M-P. Cheese on the
1: And you also have t-shirts. I see you're rocking a t-shirt right now. Yes, I have my cheese on the champ apparel.
0: You should see the way my son looks at himself when I'm wearing this around the house. He's <laughs> so full of confidence and pride. I mean, his swag game is on a whole nother level to say he's nineteen months. Aww. He is so thrilled to see himself everywhere. Cause I'm always having the cartoons on TV, reading him the books, yeah. letting him see me in the shirt. He has the shirt also.
1: Oh, uh, so there's the there's different sizes, obviously. Even for kids, we can get the t shirts yeah. there. Okay.
0: Yeah, they're different sizes also. And usually when I go on my speaking tours, Mm -hmm. I throw out free t-shirts to the audience members.
1: Do you have any um, dates available right now that you're going on on your tour? People want to come Uh, see you?
0: There are no upcoming dates now, but I definitely want to get back on your show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Listen, you have an open invitation. Um, Whenever, you know, when that cartoon comes out, come back <laughs>
0: for sure thank you so much for
1: having me no thank you for being here Um, one last thing for any little girl little boy even older older people that, that, ju- that are fresh off the boat they feel lost you know they it's something about being in a new place, wherein you don't really know your surroundings. It's easy to lose yourself. It's easy to lose your confidence. What would you tell that person, um, that maybe helped you get through those days that you, you know, you were new in New Orleans and you were getting bullied and dealing with all of that? What is it? One advice that you can tell that person to help them get through that hard time? Um,
0: I would definitely offered the suggestion of being around positive people, finding positive outlets to deal with those mixed emotions, the frustration and the anger that's associated with being new in a new place. It's very crucial to have positive people around you. And they may not be able to live next door to you or in the same apartment building, but everyone is a phone call away now a text message away a whatsapp message away so always be connected to people who bring positivity to your life
1: positivity is everything well Irene thank you again for making the time to come here choose from the champ people choose from the champ dot com holla at your girl support 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 let's make choose from the champ Uh, well-known character he needs to be the next simpson yeah it's a brand let's make it happen it's in our hands so thank you thank you thank you and i will make sure that everybody i know buys the book and buys the apparel i want to rock the t-shirt so people can ask me who are you rocking and i'll let them know with pride (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: And don't forget to follow us. She's on TV, on YouTube. That's all of our um, social media handles. You can follow me, Dr. Irene, all one word, on Instagram. Thank you again so
1: much. Thank you. And for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. You've been listening to IPU Podcast. You can follow IPU Podcast on Instagram. If you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another inspiring story. Follow your passion. It will lead you to your purpose. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time.